I V M. Hi, I'm Satyajit. Hi, I'm Racheta. Welcome to Paperback by the Open Library Project. We have as our guest today Utsav Mamoria. Utsav is the host of Postcards from Nowhere podcast, available on IVM Podcasts. In the first half, we discuss the art of travel by Alain the Bottom. In the second half, we discuss the hour between the dog and the wolf by John Coates, Curry Tales of Cooks and Conquerors by Lizzie Collingham, and Being Mortal by Atul Gawande. Happy listening. Journeys are the midwives of thought. Few places are more conducive to internal conversations than a moving plane, ship, or a train. There is an almost quaint correlation between what is in front of our eyes and the thoughts we are able to have in our heads. Large thoughts at times requiring large views, new thoughts, new places. Introspective reflections which are liable to stall are helped along by the flow of the landscape. The mind may be reluctant to think properly when thinking is all it is supposed to do. The task can be paralyzing as having to tell a joke or mimic an accent on demand. Thinking improves when parts of the mind are given to other tasks, are charged with listening to music or following a line of trees. The music or the view distracts for a time that nervous, sensorious, practical part of the mind which is inclined to shut down when it notices something difficult emerging in the consciousness and which runs scared of memories, longings, introspective or original ideas and prefers instead the administrative and the impersonal. Thank you, Utsav Mamoria. That was an extract from the book The Art of Travel by Alan the Bottom. We'll be right back after this to discuss the book in further detail. Welcome to Paperback by the Open Library Project. I am your co-host Satyajit, otherwise known as Onion Knight in most food circles. I'm hosting this podcast with my co-founder at the Open Library Project, Racheta Sharma. Hi guys, my name is Racheta. I'm an ex-banker, social impact entrepreneur, podcaster, writer, publisher and inveterate learner. The Open Library Project is a curated library service which is offered to corporates on a subscription basis. The idea here is to create value, build a knowledge community and encourage a growth mindset amongst our members. Today we have with us on the show Utsav Memorial. Utsav is the host of the Postcards from Nowhere podcast. Hey Utsav, it's great to have you on the show. Thank yes. you guys for having me here. Yeah, and it's great yeah. to uh, like discuss your podcast here today because uh, Satyajit and I both are really, really fond of traveling. Oh, lovely. So this is, uh, this is a special podcast for, for us. For us personally. Yeah. Oh, great, great, great. And uh, travel should always be personal, right? Yes. So yeah. that's the whole point of sort of doing the podcast for me. Great. So tell us a little bit about how you kind of got into podcasting and where your passion for travel kind of comes from. Right. So I think uh, my passion for podcasting was never really a passion. I st- mm-hmm. completely stumbled into it okay. thanks to the podcast Simplified where okay. I had a friend who sort of called me one day and said Ki, Achha, listen you do this market research thing for your uh, work and all and I want someone to come and talk about it I'm okay. like, hai, kuch, please. <laughs> like I can't go and talk and all so right. you're like see you just come right. and uh, you'll have fun if it doesn't work out we'll scrap it right. I'm yeah. like sure I mean if you don't have a problem why not I'll come right. so I came I had a great time mm-hmm. and that went on uh, to do well so then about a year later, I went back to them and saying that, hey, so sort of what I'm doing is I'm taking a sabbatical from my job. Okay. And I'm traveling for three months. Okay. Okay. okay and I intend to write a book during that time. So would oh, you wow. be... Fantastic. Yeah. So would you be interested in uh, sort of 
helping people understand how to go about taking a sabbatical how to talk mm. to your organization how to plan for it the finances the time mm-hmm. and right. everything so like yeah why should not we are simplifying everything so let's simplify a sabbatical taking a yeah. sabbatical correct yeah. right so yeah i did that so uh-huh. i went on and then uh, the next time when i came back and i said that you know i have have such a good understanding of how to travel on a budget right because right. when i started yeah. traveling uh, I was quite uh, young and I didn't have money and stuff so I was like yaar saste mein travel karenge to budget yeah. travel uh-huh. so right. I did a two part series with them on budget travel for desis especially you know okay. desi salary because a lot of stuff out there is like people who are earning in dollars yeah, mm. yeah. so they are like ha uh, matlab 100 dollars a day i'm like 100 dollars a day yeah, is 700 rupees hota hai matlab itne paise nahi hote hamesha ki you can do that right so i did a two part series with them okay. and and then that one of those episodes you know uh, they actually the team itself the producers as well as the hosts why don't you give a shot to your own podcast right hmm. and i am like okay you know and this this whole thing of you know self rejecting nahi hoga nahi main kaise karunga to bahut hota hai wo and but i was like yeah if everyone saying why don't give it a shot yeah, yeah. so then i first uh, sort of you know the ivm form i filled the whole thing right. and uh, <laughs> conceptualize the conceptualize the podcast and took it to uh, amit and right. kavita and they sort of gave me feedback i went back to the drawing board completely conceptualized it from scratch <laughs> moved from uh, interviewing format to narrative format right. and a whole bunch of other things and then yeah i think we did we ran pilots for two weeks okay. uh, and you know sort of to get my groove and mm. uh, because you know narrative is a lot different than doing a conversation Absolutely. Right? definitely <laughs> definitely so i did that and yeah and then it was on and uh, it's been 15th october so it's been about a month odd awesome from awesome. now so yeah. and how's the response been so far oh it's been it's been pretty good i mean you know uh, the biggest worry i think as a content creator always is that yaar will anyone listen to yeah. this or not yeah. right? that's the fear you have you like, have right because effort down around, effort down around. <laughs> and you know you sometimes start linking it to your uh, personal uh, sort of uh, ट 
watching it. Okay. You know, okay. I'm still not this ready. This is the third or fifth time. Uh, <laughs> no, I've become slightly better. This is only the second edit second I'm going edit. through. Uh, okay. uh, the book is is tentatively titled Monastery in a Minefield. Okay. Okay. It's it's at the intersection of uh, emotions and travel. Okay. Okay. And That's the very idea, interesting. Yeah, the idea is that a lot of emotions uh, desert us in a very everyday urban living scenario mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and travel allows you to sort of uh, dissociate yourself from your daily life mm-hmm. put yourself in a different scenario mm-hmm. yeah. and be open to experiencing a lot of other things right right that's, uh, that's that, very beautifully said actually. and uh, yeah. it, it it goes both ways like one thing which i also don't like about a lot of travel writing in general is that people you know people glorify uh, how amazing traveling is it right, is right. but there are downsides right mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and uh, there are a lot of emotions you will experience which are not the best emotions to experience like mm-hmm. suppose i mean i've had chance to unfortunately experience life threatening fear mm-hmm. right uh, i was yeah. stuck in the drug district of bogota in colombia oh, oh my god right that's and scary. there were gunshots outside so oh, i felt ki okay then yeah that's this is that's, that's, it. that's very scary <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so i mean it's an extreme example but yeah there are whole kinds of emotions you come through intrinsic fear extrinsic fear fear of things which are outside your control fear of things which are very inbuilt you know mm-hmm. yeah. your own insecurities mm-hmm. and a lot of other things so it's that sort of interaction and it helps me because that's what i do for a living i understand human behavior for a living and i sort of use that knowledge to help companies and brands uh, build better products and services fantastic so yeah. i have a, that's why you could see the one of the books i'm going to talk about has to do a lot with uh, psychology, psychology. with uh, behavioral sciences neuro, neurosciences and so on right. so yeah that's right. where i so, come from so the book that we're going to be talking about right now is the art of travel yes, the yes, book which yes. is very relevant to what we were just talking correct, about correct. and uh, personally one of my favorite books oh okay uh, i'm very happy to hear that <laughs> because it kind of uh, i also am of The pers- mirrors you. <laughs> it kind of it mirrors me in the way that you know I get uneasy if I'm not doing anything purposeful while traveling, mm-hmm, and that is mm-hmm. one of the lessons from the book is that yeah. if you have a purpose to your travel that's outside travel itself, right, right. you will be much more fulfilled. And I've Correct. kind of found that uh, in my journey while traveling, you know, right. while uh, going and exploring, huh. or I'm also of the belief that you know you should spend time in a city rather than three four days. Right. Go stay in the city for three Correct. months. Correct. You know, if you can do that, figure it out because yeah. that kind of changes. Three four days is not enough to experience yeah, anything. True, let's true. be honest here. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, it's a it's a good touristy thing to do, but like to really exped like I want to be a traveler, not a tourist, right? Uh-huh. That's, that's oh, like, so that, that's one one <laughs> thing which is which is a little tricky. Okay, right, right. So I spent about six months in China. Okay, I was uh, working and living there, and uh, the way I saw I was living in Shanghai, and the way I mm-hmm. saw Shanghai in the first two weeks mm-hmm. was the way I saw Shanghai at the end of six months was completely different. Okay. राइट बिकॉज द फर्स्ट टू वीक्स आई वॉज लिटरी लिविंग लाइक अ टूरिस्ट ठीक है तो मैं वही करा था अच्छा यहाँ जाना है वहां जाना है यहाँ जाना है बट देन आई गॉट टू मैंने सर टू सेटल इन आई एम लाइक टू बाई ग्रोसरीजिटेबल्स पर्टिकुलर प्लेस टू गेट सम डॉक्यूमेंटेशन वर्क एज अ फॉरनर राइट सो देन आई एम स्टार्ट थिंकिंग अबाउट दिस सिटी इज इट हिस्ट्री इट्स पब्लिक ट्रांसपोर्टेशन सिस्टम एंड होल बंच ऑफ अदर थिंग्स विच विल नॉट थिंक अबाउट एज अ टूरिस्ट राइट एंड गिव यू सच अ फ्रेश पर्सपेक्टिव ऑन थिंग्स लाइक वन ऑफ द एपिसोड आई एम रिकॉर्डिंग विच आई रिकॉर्डेड फॉर वन ऑफ माई ओन पॉडकास्ट इज Uh, about Chinese tourists, right, and okay, how how okay. much they are sort of uh, abused by people, how they're allowed, they're obnoxious, they're in large groups, right. But there's an entire history as to why they have turned out that way, okay. Right, and I think I could only appreciate it once I lived in that place for long enough. I mean, okay. I was actually when on my own travels within China, I was mm. able to. Sort of see them travel the way they travel and interact with some of them who spoke a little English and sort mm-hmm. of got a sense of where they are coming from, right? Yeah. And how right. their history has shaped them, mm. right. right? So I think it also makes you a lot more empathetic as a human being, mm-hmm. right? It's so easy to sit and judge anyone, you yeah, know, yeah, that yeah. ha, ye to aise hain, yeah. wo to aise yeah. hain, yeah. and and I think as I think urban living makes you do that even more, yeah, yeah. Uh, but 
yeah i think they were absolutely right you know spending a lot more time in a place mm-hmm. is, is is of course helps you with a very different perspective on things yeah. so tell us a little bit about art of travel what stood out for yeah so for i'll you. tell you how i stumbled upon the right. book uh, mm-hmm. is uh, i actually stumbled upon the book through uh, his youtube channel okay. okay so his youtube channel called the school of life okay. and very interesting content by the way uh, i would recommend your listeners to check it out uh, also and he talks about a whole bunch of things so alan de botton has written other books also uh, is a book called status anxiety mm. okay right that how status anxiety fuels us uh, from deep within and how it affects our behavior right, right. then he has a book on love okay, okay. right and uh, his take on modern love and so on mm. and what it really sort of gave me a perspective on was that uh, there is no one singular way to travel mm-hmm. i think that what really came out to for me was that you have to define travel the way you think is right for you right yeah. right and uh, one of the episodes also of my podcast of course a lot of my podcast ideas <laughs> are coming from the book i'll be very honest about it <laughs> it's been i like the reason i have like my book is like go to get dog ear because i have underlined passages <laughs> made notes in the columns and so on the right way to read a book basically uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah by the way a lot of people are, like get horrified do you underline your book i'm like i love the book i want to go back and oh, read yeah. those lines again and again i think it's perfectly fine to underline your book of course it is yeah. yeah of course the dog think... ears make me crazy though <laughs> <laughs> You know, at one point, as as a kid, I used to be so paranoid about dog ears. I used to put plastic covers on my books so that you won't dog ear me. Yeah, but it's not health. Some of them are still dog eared now. Yeah, but yeah, it was a bookmark. Why are you like? That's fair. That's yeah. fair. But underlining is something that you know all guests who've been on our episodes, all like readers, yeah, voracious like, readers. In a physical book, when you want to like highlight something for yeah. yourself for references. Correct. I, I think it it, it may be a sign of intelligence. Underlining. <laughs> 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 so yeah and uh, that's how I stumbled upon the book and what really stood out for me was that the idea that you need to sort of curate your own experience mm-hmm. right now we always people tell you yaar instagram pe dekho wahan wo jao yahan dekh lo wo dekh lo but yeah. for example now i would any day as a person pick mountains over beaches not mm-hmm. a personal choice right right uh, now i am sure yeah nature right so i am sure that Beaches are fantastic places to go, yeah. but yeah. it's just not my thing to do. Right, right. But you're like, oh my god, you went to this country, you didn't go to the beach. I'm like, yeah, I didn't go because I didn't think it was time well spent for me. Definitely, mm. yeah. right. Yeah. The other thing he also sort of gave me was that a lot of our behavior when we are traveling is impacted by who is around us. Okay. Right. So even if you are traveling with your family or with your partner. You are never hundred percent your authentic self. Okay. You're always adjusting your behavior to the other person. Okay. Yeah. Right. And uh, while there's nothing wrong with it, but what it really gives you is a slightly shifted perspective of who you are yourself. Okay. Mm. Right. Okay. Versus when you are traveling solo, mm-hmm. yeah. you're not really worried about ju- anyone judging you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you can be as ridiculous as you want, mm-hmm. and you know that whoever is going to see you right now is never going to see you again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah. what also happens is that uh, it yeah it feels free, and second you will say things to strangers you will not say to your friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they also have never met you before. They don't know nothing about you. So Correct. So they just, also don't carry the baggage yeah, you have that exactly. your friends also carry. Yeah. Carry they, about yeah, you. Yeah, it's like that. It's a rose's story. It's a very creepy story in life. Yeah. So who would you recommend this book to? Is it only for travelers or does it have? No, like I a, think it could be recommended to everyone because for me. Traveling is a way to experience life, is to change your perspectives. Yeah. It's not about whether you want to travel. You might just take one trip in a year. You might just take one, two trip, one or maybe one trip in two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the idea is that the mindset with which you travel, the mm-hmm. lens with which you look at things, is what makes things interesting. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and you won't get the you know travel down now when you come back. No, 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 no. You come back to the city and then in two days you're like, yeah. So basically. 
this is my reality Correct. while the mountains were beautiful yeah. so i guess when you're doing something meaningful there then yeah. it stays with you correct now for example uh, you might even start looking at your own city very differently mm-hmm. i'll give an example of this uh, i was in hong kong to meet a friend okay and hong kong of course is very space constrained like bombay oh, yeah. right very oh, very yeah. small places right and i remember i was staying at his house and uh, the room was so small that my head and my feet were both touching the wall when i was sleeping in the right. room right <laughs> right and i understood that you know how important space becomes in an urban setting right yeah. and yeah. i'm a migrant to bombay mm-hmm. so i'm not from bombay okay but my appreciation for bombay went to another level when i came back right because i'm like okay at least hong kong is prosperous in a lot of ways yeah. so yeah. bombay is prosperous but bombay has a lot of inequality as well definitely mm-hmm. right but to think that people have been able to achieve so much with so little mm-hmm. living in cramped spaces fighting for every single resource out there yeah. yeah it just makes you think that there are people out there who can do so much with so little yeah, yeah. right and it completely changed my perspective so while i of course i enjoyed had a good time in hong kong and i would missed it when i came back mm. but it changed the way i looked at bombay and to me that was it was great because you know i was like it Looked was actually city in a fresh light yeah in know, a fresh light right? it's like, like i'm going to the new city right yeah, and yeah. suddenly i'm thinking yaar this place has economic economic space so well yeah right like first i feel probably used to creep about the fact that ki dadar bitni bheed kyu hai i am yeah. like dadar is a massively efficient system yeah everyone <laughs> makes it through every day right everyone yeah. makes it through every day and gets around wherever they want to get exactly. and how many people can actually do this yeah so yeah it was fantastic that way it gave me a very interesting perspective on how my own city is right now fantastic yeah awesome. i think uh, this is something i've experienced as well while traveling abroad you come back and you're like oh wow my city is amazing yeah. correct like, correct because a lot of things we don't realize because we take it for granted huh. in yeah. our daily lives right yeah. the other thing also what i love is that one of the beautiful parts of this book and i'm just trying to see if i can quickly pull it through as we speak yeah. is the fact that uh, photographing right okay. photography has exploded there instagram and taking photographs everywhere mm-hmm. but has anyone thought of it that why do we actually take photographs right mm-hmm. and this book gave me a wonderful perspective is that when you go and experience a thing of beauty mm. your desire it is to capture it and tell people that i was here right. it was beautiful and this mattered to me yeah. yeah yeah right and that is so critical to what we are trying to do today as a culture as well right humko lagta hai yaar ki meri life bahut unique hai meri life bahut important is i want to capture every single moment and tell the world this is what is happening to me right yeah. even to the other person it could be completely like ha kya ye 250 photo kyun upload kiya apne prayag travel ke mere ko interest nahi hai dekhne mein but to you it's very personal yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely right so and they said so, that you know the idea of possessing beauty uh, is is timeless for us yeah is just that photography is the way to do it today Mm-hmm. previously we used to paint yeah right yeah. previously you create art out of it yeah. today mm-hmm. it has taken a form of photography which of course the mobile phone camera has made it super easy for yeah, yeah. right so there's one of the other insights of this book i found uh, to be very very brilliant the another one which i really like is the fact that uh, your happiness or your satisfaction mm-hmm. is never going to come from materialistic things yeah, yeah. so the author is out with his partner at, at a beautiful uh, uh, resort in the caribbean mm-hmm. right and every conceivable luxury that is out there is available to him mm-hmm. but he has a small tiff with his partner mm-hmm. and he says how the entire beauty and the luxury of the place just goes away it disappeared yeah. yeah completely disappeared yeah. Yeah. and he says that you know your happiness or satisfaction is always going to be come from things which are inside of you yeah and uh, there's an outside of you and right. as indians it resonates with us because we've always been in this whole philosophical spiritual thing of saying that you have to find your happiness and inside, space yeah. within rather than outside yeah. yeah right and i think that's also true for travel because it doesn't matter where you travel it's about how you travel uh, you know when I mean, you can go to the taj mahal and say it's a horrible thing mm-hmm. and or say it's it's probably one of the most wonderful things i've seen it just depends yeah. on your perspective of it right fantastic on that <laughs> thought we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after this
Welcome back, guys. We still have with us Utsav Memorial of host of the uh, Postcards from Nowhere podcast. Hey, Utsav, that was a fascinating first half. I think we traveled a little bit with you yeah. to Hong Kong. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's the, that's the aim of the podcast yeah. as well. That I can go and I listens to me is able to travel with me, even if they are sitting in the worst commute of their life. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to look at a commute. Actually, if you're listening to someone who's talking about travel, you yeah. won't actually feel the commute. Fantastic, yeah, great stuff. So the next book that we are talking about is Curry. Yeah, and uh, the author of Curry is um, Lizzie Collingham. Lizzie. him so tell us a little bit about this book what's up okay so this is book actually is a gift from a, a friend okay. uh, and uh, the best uh, gifts oh yeah <laughs> the best one this is surprise gift that you know one boring day in office amazon guy comes and says you have a courier i'm like then you go and like maine to kuch order, order kiya nahi yeah. hai <laughs> i'm like chalo and then you open there is a book i'm like yaar ye log sahi hai aise friends hone chahiye life mein who without telling you off gave you books yeah. right agree uh, <laughs> <laughs> i actually have the ideal audience for agreeing to this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> both of you right? 100% <laughs> yeah and uh, he gave me this book i he knows i i i i'm absolutely in love with food i think uh, my love for food is so much that the only reason i started to cook is because i'm in life i'm like mere ko dependent nahi hona acha khana khane ke liye right. main khud hi bana lunga wow. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it started and uh, i love understanding people and cultures right mm-hmm. and that's one big reason why i travel and uh, the advantage of curry is that sort of it took about it takes each chapter is sort of broken into uh, different uh, food uh, items right okay. so for example the entire chapter on tea this entire chapter on biryani there's okay. on korma on vindaloo right huh. right and talks about how they actually evolved and came into being today to, to what has become sort of very integral part of indian food right okay. right and hmm. uh, it's sort of in fact this whole book has given me an entire 10 series episode idea for my own podcast okay wow saying that you know how you know the we are becoming more and more xenophobic we become more intolerant mm-hmm. as 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 a, a nation or as a world mm-hmm. but the fact that whatever we call ourselves today is not ourselves it's nothing is pure per se everything yeah. is meta everything yeah. is an influence of whole hundreds of things right yes, like as you talk about books right do you say yeah. that you know there is nothing really original in writing also because absolutely. it's inspired by something somebody yes. yeah someone's experience someone's thoughts or yeah. something right you read 50 books and then you correct. write one so yeah. basically and it's a culmination correct. of all and of let's those. face it there has never yeah. been a great writer who has mm-hmm. not read enough yeah, yeah. you yeah. cannot be one yeah. 100% agree to that yeah. yeah 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 right so it gave me such an interesting perspective of something as simple as tea right mm. and how 150 years ago no one drank tea in india yeah today we cannot imagine a life without tea yeah right and yeah, some very like one of the staples now correct, it was brought right? in by the britishers i believe correct right yeah. and uh, it's it's considered the world's greatest marketing campaign because british wanted to find a new market for tea Oh. Right, and so they, they sold it to the sold it to us, uh, and and and, 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 and the sure. best part about it is, and I'm going to let out a little bit for my episode is that I I want to call it colonizing the colonizers because they wanted you know we wanted to be drinking prim and proper British style tea, right. and we were like dud dalenge, usme fir chini dalenge, fir usme ham adrak bhi dalenge, aur usme ilaichi bhi dalenge, and they were like. What the hell are these guys doing? I'm like, हम तो ऐसे ही बेहतर हैं तो रखो नहीं तो हम नहीं पी रहे। That's literally what has happened, right? Yeah, and yeah. initially the British were absolutely horrified, appalled, appalled. ये क्या है? And then of course they realized that uh, you cannot change Indians. हम तो वही करेंगे जो हमें करना है। And yeah, I mean, just told me that what you consider so intrinsically Indian today, 150 years ago is not even Indian, right? And 150 years ago is not a long time in history. Yeah. Right. True. And it talks about. Uh, 
things like uh, uh, you know how the portuguese influenced food in india mm-hmm. and how a lot of goan traditions we come today are uh, a mix of portuguese and indian yeah right and how a lot of this portuguese uh, colonialist actually uh, also adapted indian traditions okay right so they also sort of amalgamated into the uh, space and how that food has changed over time so exchange of culture exchange like of I, culture yeah. right especially with food like i always when i think back about history and all like when you don't know languages with each other true, true. i think the first thing you learn to trade a trade learn the words for is the food that you're going to correct. trade with yeah. right yeah, so yeah. you know uh, a lot of even languages in fact have evolved so much because yeah. of this exchange yeah. of culture and it's it's like you rightly said none of us are original in what we believe we are Correct. original in which absolutely. is absolutely <laughs> for example yeah. even this thing chai you mm-hmm. look at the the chai is called by the same variation of the word everywhere yeah. mm-hmm. somewhere cha chi chai it's the same thing right chai yeah. tea in starbucks chai tea oh yeah let's not even go there this one thing i'm not wrapped my head around i'm like ye kya hai phir they tell us no no phir they will come and tell us you must drink turmeric latte maine kaha haldi ka doodh hum bahut saalon se pi rahe so don't even try to tell me i should drink turmeric latte right. <laughs> so uh, who would you recommend this book to so this one i would recommend to anyone who is interested in food Okay. Uh, of course, but yeah. also someone who's interested in how does how did the world become what it is today? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we need to sort of appreciate that everything is such a glorious mix of things mm-hmm. right. that you can't even imagine yeah. what has happened. So I think anyone who's interested in food, anyone who's interested in understanding what we are today, how we became that, is someone should be interested in this book. I just love books that give you a new take on history. Yeah, like, yeah. perspective on history, which is yeah. the textbooks that we learned from. Yeah, so of course, of course, a fairly dry <laughs> perspective yeah. on history, though. Yeah. So the next book that we are going to be talking about is Being Mortal. No, oh, sorry, no. this is, one is going yes. to be. So uh, the book is called The Hour Between Dog and Wolf. Okay, okay, and it's that's f- an interesting title. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll tell you where this comes from actually. Okay. So in uh, in ancient Europe, mm-hmm. there used to be this time in the evening mm-hmm. where the sun used to be setting down, and the light right. used to become so dim that if you were standing far away. You could not say that the animal standing there is a dog, which is a friend, mm-hmm. or a wolf is an enemy. Okay. 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 Mm. And uh, this book basically talks about risk-taking, gut feelings, and the biology of boom and bust. Mm. Now, okay. the author John Coates is a very interesting guy. So he was actually a trader at Wall Street, okay. right? So he right. he did a very high-stress job in terms yeah. of trading uh, securities and commodities, mm. and uh, he quit that to go and pursue a PhD in neurosciences. Okay. Right. And his entire take of understanding the thing of how do we take risks mm-hmm. how do how does our gut react to things mm. and what is the whole biology of it okay. like one of the things you know people always say that you know listen to your gut yeah right yeah, yeah. but uh, there is a there is a catch to it right now if you think of it when you think of let's say a sports person okay. right now a sports person goes through hours and hours of training of you know actually playing matches mm. and uh, yeah. sports and stuff mm. so when a a sports person is presented with a scenario where you take a very very quick decision mm-hmm. he or she has been in that entire process thousands of times yeah. yeah yeah right however for most of us that's not the case yeah right so you should trust your gut if you have been in this space and if you've been doing something for a very long period of time okay mm-hmm. because gut is an acquired sense right yeah. all right so it says evolutionary also mm-hmm. uh when we talk about a fight and flight response right mm-hmm. right he says that uh, a fight and flight works simply because it's a very a or b kind of a response or completely mm-hmm. polar opposites yeah. mm-hmm. but a lot of our decisions are not that kind of decisions yeah. right right yeah. they're not yeah. they're very sort of in between yeah. gray yeah. decisions yeah. right yeah. 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 and most of the times we find ourselves lacking mm-hmm. in terms of experience to make that decision yeah. okay right 
and uh, so the idea is to probably delay your intuition and mm. gut about things right okay. yeah. just don't react immediately to it mm. okay right sort of slow don't it react down. like wait a few yeah minutes, wait, it could be just a few seconds it could be just a few minutes right, right. Mm. but your immediate gut may not always be right yeah. right right i think your immediate reaction to something is also sometimes jaded by your past experiences Absolutely. yeah so if you were in a you know not so pleasant situation the last time then your gut usually tells you to stay away from what it is even if it may be the right decision right. like i'll give you a very good example so any any uh, women listeners uh, uh, would identify with this is that women have a fantastic gut of looking at a guy and telling up will are they feeling safe around him or not yeah. right mm. now that's because the way a society is structured they have been conditioned to so many of the scenarios mm-hmm. every single day mm-hmm. yeah. that they feel that there is unwanted attention around them mm-hmm. so right. their radar to catch someone is very very sharpened yeah. right that's good gut mm-hmm. right because it's been sharpened over time through yeah. experience it's unfortunate right. but it's 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 true but yeah. it's sharpened over time yeah uh-huh. that's a very valid point right yeah. whereas most men will have never experienced this yeah. mm. right which is why most men when faced with violent situations mm-hmm. react very very poorly because they have zero experience of understanding how this is going to play out right yeah. <laughs> right they react to like ha reaction is i'll either you to fight or flight right yeah. Yeah. and sometimes that fight can be really really miserable outcomes for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> right? that's true so and women are almost like 40% ready at all times yeah 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 <laughs> no because they have been through much so much yeah. shit in their entire lives growing up mm-hmm. that they are That's sort of very true. ready and the gut is very trained in that sense it's uh, a fantastic point yeah, yeah. like uh, it gives me a whole new perspective on this thing so tell us uh, how did this book uh, come to you was this also a gift or did you pick no, no, this no. up uh, <laughs> so this was uh, actually i was uh, i'm i'm very interested in behavioral sciences and neurosciences and right. how the brain makes decisions and stuff mm-hmm. so this is one of those things you know you are looking on amazon and mm. algorithm very helpfully recommends books to you uh-huh. oh, yeah. i am like yeah, first <laughs> of all the title to interesting hai <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah then i read up about the guy so uh-huh. like i'm one thing with non fiction is i'm very clear is that i definitely want to read up about the author, author mm. yeah and see where they come from uh-huh. right yeah because a lot of uh, people's wild ideas also are pushed under the garb of wild, of non fiction yeah definitely yeah. i want to sort of stay clear of that especially <laughs> if it's, it's <laughs> especially if it's like you know something which is fairly scientific and yeah. sort of can be validated through a lot of other okay. readings yeah so i read about this guy there was a couple of few other reviews of places i sort of go to and see like theek hai it sounds good and uh, this book is heavy reading i'm i'm mm-hmm. definitely recommend it to someone only who's very interested in this and is willing to sort of invest time in it it's not yeah. a beginner book beginner's mm-hmm. book right right uh, but uh, if this something this kind of thing interests you, you should definitely pick it up i think a very interesting mix between a neuroscientist and a trader there will be very few yeah. people in the world who kind of and, and the best part <laughs> is like uh, he has the balance of having undertaken risk every single day in his job right yeah. because you're putting millions of dollars on a bet yeah. yeah versus actually understanding the biology and the neuroscience of it and the back end right so it's a balance between theory and the practice of it fantastic yeah. uh, a great book uh, and a great book recommendation for anyone who wants to kind of you yeah, know explore I, that yeah. risk taking because risk has become such a word of fashion nowadays you uh-huh. know like up Bilkul. the risk and all but understand why you're taking the risk True. or what what makes you take the risk take and risk, you know yeah. it has to book. be like a informed decision yeah <laughs> <laughs> great and the last book we're going to be speaking about today is being mortal by atul gawande yeah yes. so uh, i i'm a massive fan of atul gawande there is this is full fanboying moment is happening <laughs> i know he'll never listen to this but why not we'll tag him <laughs> we'll tag him. we are going to tag him 100% <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay so uh, atul gawande uh, i i i respect uh, him for multiple reasons one is that he's genuinely prolific mm-hmm. right like he does so much he's a full time surgeon mm-hmm. yeah. i mean till recently he was a full time surgeon mm-hmm. and uh, he has a company which of consults to not profit 
poets mm-hmm. you know and uh, he has written four best sellers he mm-hmm. has been writing a column in the new yorker for the last 20 years right right okay. and yahan to main apna office hi manage kar le to mujhe lagta hai maine bahut ukhad diya life mein so lagta hai ki yahan bas aaj to bahut kar liya so that's the thing and uh, the other thing i also like is that he he really simplifies uh, um, medicine mm-hmm. for someone who probably has no background to it okay right and he's able to sort of bring a very human perspective to medicine okay. and some of his writing is so good that i remember this happened is one of his articles on the new yorker mm-hmm. So Warren Buffett liked it so much that he sent sent him a twenty thousand dollar check for that article. He's oh, like, this is wow. so good. Wow! And this is like nothing. No one sort of unravels the healthcare system of America better than this one single article. Wow! Wow. Okay, and I am like yeah. that's a word of confidence. Yeah, yeah. that's another word of confidence. Very nicely. Definitely going back and reading. <laughs> In fact, I'll send you guys the link. Yeah. Okay. Please. Yeah. 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 And. Uh, uh he promptly went ahead and donated it to one of his favorite charities mm. of course he didn't keep the money and what i really like about being mortal is his perspective on the entire medical science job is currently to elongate life mm-hmm. mm. right so you people get sick they get into the icu put in the ventilator and so on and yeah. so forth but i his point is the medical sciences job should actually be to improve the quality of life of the last years of your life okay yeah right and he gives a very simple example and uh, and and any listeners uh, i'll go in the recommendation straight up is any of you you who have parents who are older mm-hmm. anyone whose parents are probably in the 60s or maybe even 50s is you should read this book mm-hmm. i think aging is one of the things which we rarely ever discuss yeah. yeah right and he talks about it so beautifully when he says that the most important thing for an old person is not money it's not attention it is purpose mm-hmm. okay as we get older as people yeah. retire they don't find purpose they are like Why am I alive? मैं क्या कर रहा हूँ? Do you have a job? There's a purpose. You have to have yeah. where to go to, right? There's too much free time also. There's too much like, free time, yeah. right? And then that's why uh, also one of the reasons I sort think sort of like you know calculating all that you've done through your life and then you want to make that impact before or make some difference before you know you're hmm. di- like leaving the world. Yeah, so. the larger narrative of your life should have a very grand ending. I think yeah. is what you're trying yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. And like that's why I think grandparents dote on grandkids so much because okay. it gives them a massive sense of purpose, right? Yeah. It gives them a reason to get up every day. Mm-hmm. It gives them a reason to really you know go out about their day. I need to do this. Like I can't getting up at eleven o'clock in the morning because if I don't get up, I won't get time to play with my child or help yeah. them with their chores or whatever. Yeah. Right, and they give a very beautiful example in a hospital hmm. where uh, it was an elderly care uh, system, and uh, one of the things they introduced was that they got pets. Okay, and they allotted one uh, one resident one pet, and this your job to is take to care. take take care of them. Okay. okay? Your job could literally be feeding them four times a day. If it's yeah. a parrot, I will rakna hai, pani rakna hai. If it's yeah. a dog, taking for a walk. Yeah. But that alone improved health outcomes for them. They yeah. had lesser falls. They were more attentive. They remember mm-hmm. to take their medication. Right, they got off with a sense of purpose. Yeah, they reported far better mental health as well. Yeah, they did not mm-hmm. feel depressed. Yeah, because those pets alone give them a sense of purpose. Well, right. I think that's such a such a valid point because when you're not just taking care of yourself, when when it's only yourself, you yeah. tend to be like you know, chalta hai attitude. Haan, like correct, I was correct. me only, right? Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, yeah. no one else responsible. Yeah. For yeah. yeah, and it's more like you know, nobody's there and nobody cares whether I'm dead or alive. Yeah. So let yeah. I me mean, just go on with yeah. this till I can. and when you have a pet around who's giving you that love and warmth back mm-hmm. then i guess that's what and i think the other thing also it talks about is um, respecting people's choices right you know yeah. we feel that you know suppose if someone's parents are extremely ill and you, know, you have to take a decision for them as mm-hmm. to you know things could change for you very drastically yeah it's very important 
to consult them right you know for you you may think that elongating their life is the best thing but maybe that's not what they want and it's right. a very difficult thing to actually think about yeah, yeah. you know uh, first of all i mean i really hope no one has to be at that point but we know that realistically a lot of us will reach at that point in some stage that we'll have to take some of the decisions for our parents it's very important to consult them that do they want a longer life or do they want to live the best time it could be just a few months mm-hmm. yeah. but they want to live it well yeah yeah right the quality versus quantity debate is one thing which this book really got me into perspective i never thought of aging in that sense and right. uh, it's very important because uh, with people who are very young or very old you need a lot of patience yeah, mm. yeah. right and uh, we are getting more impatient as we go along yeah. yeah and sort of also tells you that how important and and the book ends on a very poignant note that the author uh, loses his own father to cancer Okay. Right, and he says that you know all this is I have thought about this all my life, and now I'm in this exact position to make that decision, and I know how hard it is to make that decision. What a tough conversation to have, also. Right. Yeah. Just to get yourself to Correct. that mental mind frame to even have the Correct. conversation. And his own father was a doctor. Right. Right. Okay. And even said even then, yeah. both of us being in this business, it was such a difficult conversation for me to have. I remember yeah, that I was. Because you always have that hope, right? You don't yeah. want. It's your selfishness also of like Absolutely. letting you, go of the Absolutely, we are all selfish that yeah. way. You would always want our loved ones to be around forever, but yeah. 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 somewhere you have to accept that we are mortal, and that's what the book is about: being mortal, yeah. and accepting that death is a part which will come sooner or later. Yeah, right. but not from a depressing way, but from the point that a life well lived is better. As you know, one of my favorite films, uh, which from the. Uh, 70s is Anand and he says zindagi badi honi chahiye babu mushay lambi nahi it's a very simple insight but it's a very penetrating insight into how we should be probably thinking about our lives fantastic yeah, yeah. a great episode and uh, on that note we're going to end the episode so sir where can we find the uh, postcards from nowhere podcast so yeah of course it's everywhere. on everywhere yeah. <laughs> all the podcasts because ibm networks. make sure that your podcast is everywhere <laughs> so it's on uh, ibm a shout network. out to ibm yeah, yeah like, for seriously. sure like a great uh, great support system for absolutely so i'm available on yv travel 42 on instagram so okay. in case you want to guys want to sort of tell me nice things tell me not so nice things about this episode <laughs> uh, i'm there to hear you out i'm utsav memoria on twitter as well and of course you can uh, send feedback to your host as well and they'll pass it on to me fantastic yes, absolutely and a big thank you to all our listeners you can follow the open library project on linkedin instagram and facebook for latest updates on our events and stay tuned for the next paperback podcast on ivm podcasts Happy reading. You can follow IVM Podcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at IVM Podcasts. Listen to paperback on the IVM Podcast app website or wherever you listen to podcasts.